Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love to have on the program is Sam Persevan. He is uh, an attorney and uh, one of my favorite go-to people to talk about what's going on in the legal front. And he brings so much uh, perspective to every uh, interview that we have. Uh, his, he focuses on labor law. And really, I think that was his intention from undergraduate uh, to all the way through law school, school, considering his undergraduate work was in human resources. So, so I'm always glad to have you on the program. A little more about your practice real quick. And we're going to get into a topic that is normally historically kind of a yawn conversation, you know. Uh, you know but all of a sudden, it's gotten very hot and gotten very interesting and uh, has huge implications uh, for businesses and employees. So a, bit, a little more about you, what you do, and then we'll get into this topic that, uh, that I think has become very important recently. Sure, yeah. I, you know, I represent employees and employers in, in litigation um, regarding in, in employment issues such as discrimination, retaliation, uh, not as frequently non-competes, which is our topic today, uh, but but it is an area that I do practice in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, your website. Oh, it's uh, parsfirm.com, P as in Patrick, A-R-Z as in zebra, F-I-R-M.com. Parsfirm.com, check it out. Let's jump into this topic. I think it's really important. First of all, uh, you know, when we think about non-competes, there's something that's been so standard for decades. Now, there, like anything else, there's a process involved. That crazy employers who essentially want to enslave employees indefinitely, you know, and those have been challenged to such a point that uh, you, you don't find those very often. Those are very rare. Um, and uh, you know, and and but now you've got this trend where essentially they're being uh, looked at as being prohibited and government agencies taking a shot at that and pursuing that uh, as a policy, uh, which I think could create a whole new set of problems. And we had a great conversation about this a few months ago. Kind of give us an update. What's going on in all this? So with regard to the Federal Trade Commission, we had talked about uh, a few months ago that that they were looking to to, to limit – uh, the the validity of non compete agreements and and that that uh, that rule went into notice and comment rulemaking and we don't expect really an answer on that until probably like the spring of 2024 as to what what the what the final rule will will look like but but it I mean I'll just be honest with you from from my perspective right uh, I have never I I cannot think of a time where the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has ever affected my employment law practice. Um, so I was very, very surprised that you know the FTC uh, theoretically even had the authority to uh, you know to to deal with uh, employment um, situations. And I understand the FTC does deal with competition issues. So so, but but it just you know in my in my in my years of of studying employment law, uh, just not something that was uh, anywhere uh, in the in the textbooks, nor nor anywhere on my radar, you know, practice wise that that this was even possible. Um, but but what we are kind of seeing 
is a is an increasing uh you know one one big problem with non-compete law is is that you know you've got 50 different states and and to be honest it's 50 different you know non non-compete laws you know uh in the in the grand scheme of things they they all have unique laws a lot of a lot of major corporations uh that are nationwide implement what are called choice of law clauses um so that so that they can get around uh having to deal with 50 different states non-compete laws but um if you're in a state like California or Oregon or interestingly enough Louisiana those states don't allow you to put uh to put choice of law uh into employment agreements of their of their of their residents uh to some extent you know it's it's questionable and so so you still you know, if, if you're a national employer and you have a resident, and those are the ones that I know of uh, off the top of my head, um, if you're if you're a national employer and you have a resident of Louisiana, you can't bind them to non-compete under under New York law. So I, I guess to some extent, uh, you know, the federal government has has stepped in. Uh, and they, they there is a, an act that was passed, I believe, in the last like five or six years called the Defend Trade Secrets Act, which, uh, you know, protects corporations uh, from from having their trade secrets, you know, taken away from by employees. And trade secrets is defined very broadly as information that has economic value uh, in that in that act. And then, you know, now we've got the FTC um, entering into uh, into a foray into this field. And uh, furthermore, we now have, and, and this one is, is, I think, probably more surprising than even the FTC. Most recently, we have the National Labor Relations Board entering into uh, entering into this uh, area to some extent. So let, let me ask you this. Why do you think the National Labor Relations Board would be would be restricting non-compete. Uh, in other words, supporting non-competes. No, 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 no. Restricting, restricting, restricting employees from having non-competes. Oh, I mean, to me, that's the million-dollar question. Frankly, there's an element to non-competes that are reasonable that are even helpful for employees. For example, if you don't want jobs being exported globally where there are no rules about how people behave once they leave or, you know, are fired. Um, if you want to keep them jobs here, uh, non-competes have even value to employees. So I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I can't come up with a reasonable reason for it. Well, well uh, you know, I, I think it's a rather novel theory. So, you know, the National Labor Relations Act is about, is an act that, that governs unionization and kind of unionization in its most embryonic form, which is, you know, being able to talk about your pay, being able to talk about your working conditions with your fellow employee. Uh, those, those, those activities are covered under the National Labor Relations Act under the rubric of what's called concerted activity. Because, you know, if you can't, if you can't talk about your pay and your working conditions, how could you ever unionize? Is the exactly. is yeah. so this is this is what they say uh, the ability to quit or change jobs uh, non competes deny employees the ability to quit or change jobs 
by cutting off their access to other employment opportunities that they are qualified for based on their experience. And this, according to the General Counsel of the National Labor Relations Board, chills employees for exercising or engaging in concerted activity that can lead to unionization because they know that they will have greater difficulty replacing their lost income if they are discharged for exercising their statutory rights to organize and act together to improve mm-hmm. working conditions. So, Got um, it. Well, that is, so that, there is a logic to that. Yeah, there, there, there is a logic. I mean, uh, in the, the National Labor Relations Act, it's been around for, I believe, 85 years. And and I don't believe that anybody's ever uh, contended that uh, before before the general counsel of the National Labor Relations Board just did. Um, but um, but that's that's the case. And and the National Labor Relations Act is kind of interesting because it doesn't apply to managers. It only applies to rank and file employees because only uh, only rank and file employees have have the right to unionize. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's a it, so there's there it it's not as broadly applicable as what an FTC rule would be because really the employees that companies are most interested in having signed non-competes are are managers you know who have a lot of information not not necessarily uh, you know rank and file employees. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So um, it, it's not you know even just the whole aspect of I, too, and I haven't studied the labor law like you have, but I, too, have never heard of the FTC, uh, you know, having an interest um, or in something like this. I, I'm wondering what kind of role that would play as it's dealt with, if it does become official policy, as it goes through the court. I'm sure that would be part of a challenge. Um, what do you think, you know, and, and your thoughts on what ends up happening with the uh, conversation? Is there a third way between it's got to go and, uh, you know, and the, the other way, which is a, an extremely ridiculous uh, approach that can be overreaching, which has largely been dealt with in courtrooms. What it was, uh, you know, is there things here that need to be modified where we can still have it, uh, but at the same time uh, it not uh, be overreaching? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's kind of interesting. I mean, obviously, we we saw how the Supreme Court ruled on, on OSHA and its vaccine requirements. Uh, recently, um, and you know, uh, they they felt that that was uh, that was an that was an that was an overreach uh, on the part of uh, of OSHA. Um, uh, I, I honestly, oh, I'll just uh, I'm I'm stumped here because I don't uh, I I've, I've never studied the FTC's authority because it's not generally thought to be very germane to employment law. Um, uh, I would assume that there would be some arguments on both sides. I mean, from the very basics that I know that the FTC regulates competition. I mean, I can I can see how it would fit within their their theoretical purview. Um, but but I would I would assume strongly that there will be challenges and and most likely uh, this will end up at the the Supreme Court down the road because it's a really it's a really really uh, huge issue. Uh, for for employers, there's a lot of moneyed interests who are 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 going to really care about being able to enforce uh, non-competes um, and and not have to prove 
that this employee took this trade secret to the competitor, which is a lot harder than basically it's a, you know, from a, from a lawyer perspective, right? It's, it's the, it's the ounce of prevention versus the pound of cure, right? If, 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 if I can enforce a non-compete against, you know, a vice president who, who leaves an employer who I represent and tries to take away their, their top 10 clients, right? I can, I can, I can restrain him immediately. I can go to court and get an order to restrain him immediately. But if I have to prove that he's taken my trade secrets, it, it may be already too late by the time I restrain him from competing, right? I may not find out for weeks or, or months that he's taken my trade secrets. And then, you know, my company could be, you know, millions of dollars in the whole revenue-wise uh, by the time, uh, you know, legal action can be taken. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, I don't see this as anything, but, uh, you know, in the current way it's being described as anything but extremely harmful to innovation. You know, uh, that I, I see this as, you know, where, where can we uh, export this business in order to protect what we do? I, yeah, to me, it, it it's just extreme, which is pretty much how they seem to operate these days. So it's not, there's no reasonable third way permitted. And... Uh, and I wasn't seeing a whole lot of abuse of the uh, of this. Uh, uh, you know, there have been cases. There was a rash of cases about a couple of decades ago uh, when they were outrageous, and then they got taken to court. You know, and most people have enough sense, and I think the onerous should be on individuals who are getting a job to read it themselves or or find an attorney and pay him uh, you know a reasonable amount to uh, read the document. Um, I don't know. Uh, to me, it's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There's uh, a, a lot of extremism here. Uh, final thoughts. We've got to wrap it up. And, and give your website one more time. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a very, very, you know, interesting and changing world, I, I think is the best way to put it. And, and we, are, we are seeing states, uh, you know, just in general, a backlash against non-competes that, that we've we've never seen before. We we're seeing states regulating in various ways uh, by, for example, having income restrictions on non-competes and saying, you know, you can only give a non-compete to an employee who earns over a certain income. So we're we're, we're I think this is just part of a broader backlash against non-competes, and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll just have to see. Uh, how how it goes? To be honest, uh, I'm, I'm I'm not sure what what the what the end result will be, uh, you know. But the pendulum will go the other way at some point too. Yeah, always does. All right, HassanParsvanParsfirm.com. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business.